Hello and welcome back to the Dante in a Year podcast. My name is Danny Fitzpatrick. Let's continue on our final day of this first year with Dante's Paradiso, Canto 31. In the form then of a candid rose was shown to me the holy militia which Christ made his spouse in his blood. But the others, who flying see and sing the glory of him who enamors them and the bounty that makes them thus, just as a swarm of bees which one moment stoops into blooms and another returns there where its labor is savored, descended into the grand flower that adorns itself of such foliage, and then ascends again there where its love sojourns forever. All had faces of vivid flame and wings of gold, and the rest of such white that no snow arrives at that end. When they descend into the flower, bank on bank they press of the peace and the ardor they've acquired of their winnowing flanks. Nor did the imposition of so multitudinous a flight between the dispensation and the bloom impede the vision or the splendor, for the divine light penetrates the universe according to its dignity such that nothing can sustain its power. This sure and jubilant realm, frequent with people ancient and new, set sight and love all on one sign. O triune light in a unique star, which, scintillating in their sight, so appeases them, look there below on our harsh storm. If the barbarians, coming from such a place as each day of Helicon covers, turning with her son in whom she roams, seeing Rome and her arduous works, were stupefied when the Lateran went beyond all mortal things. I, who had come to the divine from the human, to the eternal from time, and from Florence to a people just and sane, of what stupor ought I have been filled? Certainly between it and the joy I was made free to hear nothing and to stand as mute, and as a pilgrim who rests regarding the temple of his vow, and hopes to say again where now he stood. I led my eyes along the grades, wandering upon the living lights, now up, now down, now circling back again. I saw faces swathed in charity, freighted with another's light and their smiles, and acts ornate with all honesty. By now my gaze had all compassed the general form of paradise, yet had firmly fixed on no part, and I turned myself with will rekindled to ask my lady of things in which my mind was suspended. I intended one, and another responded. I believed I'd see Beatrice, and I saw an old one vested as the people, gloriously. His eyes and his cheeks were suffused throughout of benign happiness, faithful in aspect as befits a tender father. And suddenly I said, Where is she? At which he... To end your desire, Beatrice moved me from my place, and if you gaze above on the third gyre of the highest grade, you'll see her again on the throne of her merit. Without response, I lifted up my eyes, and I saw her made a crown, reflecting the eternal rays from herself. From that region where it thunders on high, down into the sea's last abandon, not a mortal eye has been so distant as my vision was then from Beatrice. But to me it meant nothing, for her effigy descended to me through the midst unmixed. O lady in whom my hope finds strength, and who suffered yourself for my soul to leave a vestige of yourself in the inferno, 
of such things as I have seen, I recognize the grace and virtue of your power and your bounty. You have drawn me from servitude to liberty along all these ways, by all the means which lay at your disposal. Watch over your magnificence in me, such that my soul, which you've made sore, be pleasing to you when untied from this body. So I prayed, and she, so distant as she appeared, smiled and regarded me. Then she turned to the eternal fountain. And the ancient saint, that you might perfectly attain, he said, your journey's summit, for which prayer and holy love command me here. Let your eyes fly through this garden, for to see it will reconcile your scene more to mounting along the divine ray. And the queen of heaven, for whom I burn all in love, will give us every grace, for I am her faithful Bernard. As is he who's come, maybe from Croatia, to see our Veronica, who for ancient hunger is still unsatisfied, but says in thought as long as it's shown, My Lord Jesus Christ, true God, now was your semblance so conceived? So was I admiring the vivid charity of him who in this world's contemplating tasted of that peace. Son of grace, you will not know this, he commenced, to be rejoicing, holding your eyes down here in the deep alone. But regard the circles up to the most remote, such that you see seated the queen to whom this realm is subject and devout. I lifted my eyes, and as at morning the eastern end of the horizon supplants that where the sun declines, so as moving with my eyes from the valley to the mountain, I saw a part on the verge conquer all the other brows in light. And as there were the shaft that Phaeton ill guides as awaited, there most inflamed, while here and there the light is lessened, so that pacific oriflamme was enlivened in the midst, and on every side the flame was equally alloyed. And in that midst, with pinions spread, I saw more than a thousand festival angels, each distinct in refulgence and in art. There I saw a beauty smiling at their games and at their songs, a beauty which was joy in the eye of all the other saints. And if I had such riches in speaking as in imagining, I'd not attempt to tell the least of her delights. Bernard, as he saw my eyes, fixed and intent on the heat which warmed him, turned his to her with such affection that he made mine more ardent in their admiring. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Dante in a Year podcast. See you next time for Dante's Paradiso, Canto 32.